intends you to be, and that is the leaders of your home and communities uh, for the glory and honor of the kingdom of heaven. So, that is my prayer as always for all of us that uh, we continue to grow and we continue to be who God has called us to be each and every day. So with that said, let's get into it, man. Let's go. So the sh- topic of the show today is called End Times. Uh, I know it's kind of a deviation off of where we've been going here lately, but uh, this came about at uh, one of my men's groups uh, that I uh, attend uh, regularly and uh hosted by a mentor of mine, somebody that I respect very highly and think of a whole lot. Uh, We had a great meeting, uh, and this was uh, not the main topic of the meeting, but something that came up at the end, and it stuck with me. Uh, It really uh, put on my heart to looking in this and to really think about it. So, Mike Parker, thank you so much for... Uh, being attentive to God and what he's leading you to be and uh, putting these questions out there that really make us dive into and grow in God's word. So we were talking about uh, end times, you know, everything going on uh, with Israel right now. It's a pretty popular uh, discussion. And, uh, so it it came up that, you know, there's 8 billion people on this planet and anywhere from two and a half to 3 billion have never heard the name of Jesus Christ. So what happens to those people? Uh, does God allow those people to burn in hell? for eternity even though they don't have uh knowledge of jesus christ so that's kind of where my mind was when uh i started working on this show since thursday and i'm not even sure that it's going to be a hundred percent on point or even in the direction that uh makes any sense to anybody else but me but this is you know i've prayed about it and i've asked god to lead me in it and as i've said on this on this show many times this is a keep it simple center point of view which is me and uh just the totality of who god is in my understanding and uh what it's going to look like at the end like i said I don't believe that the Bible was written for scholars. I believe it was written written so that you and I could understand without a whole lot of clarification that we could get the big picture without uh, muddying it up with details. So this is my take on what's going to happen happen at the end time. And my rule of thumb is that no matter what man says or what their thoughts are, as we know, we are not as smart as God. We do not know the mind of God. 
when it comes to talking about the end times, it is meant to be confusing. It is meant for you not to know. Right? So the main passage, or not the main passage, but the the sticking point is why I say that is because in Matthew 24, 36, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. Right? So we're not supposed to know. We're not supposed to know when the end times are coming. Right? And we're, we should, there's some signs that we can look for that he gives us, you know, that birth pains are going to happen and all of this stuff are going to be coming about when this is, when, when end times, when the second coming of Christ will be at the forefront, right? And we could be in those times, right? We see all of the things that in Matthew, uh, that it says will be happening. I mean, it's happening right now. We see it and we look at the troubles in Israel right now, you know, so who knows? I don't, and I don't claim to know. And we, shouldn't either i think we're missing the point when uh we focus too much on when the end times are coming right let's not focus on that uh because uh only the father knows and we have to trust that his wisdom is greater than ours which it is because we wouldn't have any wisdom without him so we lean on that fact we lean on those positions that the bible is God's word breathed into man to be delivered to us, right? We trust in that, that every word in the book is God breathed. That's the reason there's no distinct timelines for when this is going to happen because it's in God's time, just like in Noah's time when he got tired of it, when Noah got through building the ark and following what God wanted him to do. And then he caused the floods, right? Everybody was still getting married and dancing and partying and doing all the sinful crap that they were doing back in that day. And then Noah and his family got on the ark, all the animals, and he washed everybody else away without them even knowing. So when we're looking at the revel or when we're looking at the end times, we have to be prepared to see the signs that hey, there's some stuff going on in Israel, right? And there's some details that are in there that can keep us as Christians to be aware that it may be getting close, you know, and every time period has that flow of events that cause us as Christians to really perk up in the spirit and, and really start moving more toward Christ because we think it's the end times. So with that said, so nobody knows, and Jesus tells us that, in Matthew 24, 36, nobody knows except for the Father. So on that stance alone, then we are not to worry about it. Only the Father knows. and So don't worry about it. But then there comes up the other question. You know, uh, so out of those Three billion people, let's just say. We'll just use that nice number right there. You know, what's going to happen to them? And then that leads us kind of in to the tribulation period, right? And there's a whole bunch of signs and there's a whole bunch of whatnot. But the question was posed, are you, are we going to be, are we as believers in Christ going to be 
raptured up into heaven before the tribulation or after this seven-year period that's going to of tribulation right that makes sense so are we going to go before this starts or we're going to go after and like i said the default answer for me is always go back to what jesus says right because he is our authority he is our lord he is our savior uh we trust in him wholeheartedly we understand that his words are the most important right that's the reason they're in red depending on what bible you have they're they're the red letters right they're the most important ones because these are the words of jesus christ written down directly by his disciples so those are the most important words right so if we're looking at that and uh, you'll have to excuse me. I'm going through my notes. I kind of jumped ahead and out of order here. But uh, I'm trying to look for my Bible verses that I had. And that is, so if we read in Matthew again. In Matthew 24, 29. I apologize for the dead space men. Uh, it says immediately after the tribulation. So if we're talking about, you got your pre-tribulation people who say that Christians will be taken up before then or post will be taken up after. Jesus says immediately after the tribulation of these days, of those days, the sun will be darkened and then and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Right. So that kind of leads into revelations. What's going on in revelations, all the symbolism and all the different kind of crazy things that uh, are I call crazy. I mean, there's a lot of people that probably have uh, the ability to understand all of that stuff, but he hasn't given me that gift. So. Uh, I take on Jesus's word. And then again, in Mark 13, 24 and 25 says, but in those days after that tribulation, and then the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And 25 says, and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in heavens will be shaken. So right there twice, Jesus says, after the tribulation, it doesn't matter what any man reads or thinks or tells you about the tribulation right they're trying to put their will into god's word jesus says after the tribulation there's no more discussion on whether we're leaving before or after jesus tells us after that period now there may be some discussion on what's considered the tribulation and, and, and it's in God's word. It kind of tells us, but it doesn't matter, right? The main focus for us as Christians is to worry about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? And then we talk about Matthew and Mark and it's in Luke. It's a little bit different in Luke. It doesn't go into the detail that uh, Matthew and Mark do, but it still says, 
basically the same thing, just in Mark's uh, writing style. So, as we're looking at this, you know, a lot of people always go to Revelation. Uh, for me, and what I've learned in my time in in trying to read Revelations over and over again, right? What I've decided is the best part for me to do, the best way to me to look at this, is, is kind of the overall view of this show, right? What is our number? Don't get caught up in the weeds of trying to figure out when Jesus is coming back. We are put on this earth by the Great Commission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? And that's that's what Jesus is saying in the book of Revelations to the churches. Well, who are the churches? That is us. You know, these are past churches. You can think it was past tense or present tense or future tense. However, you want to look at it. But we are the church. So those references to all those churches apply to us as the church today. So whatever, that's my focus is what is Jesus saying to these churches? How are we not to be? What have we, what traps have we fallen into as Christians, you know, as the pastors and leaders of God's church? What are we not? What, how many of these that Jesus is telling us not to do that we are doing? And I think in Revelation, it is a call to the church, the Christian people, to get back to the true word and teachings of Jesus Christ. For us to be focused on his word, not to be misled by people who think they're smarter and know more about what God is saying than what God says. Right? I believe scholars have a place in, in helping us decipher some of the things that were going on. I applaud those people for taking, you know, having that discernment, but in that time to be able to break it down and, and maybe explain it to us a little better, right? Those who went to college for four years to in theology and all of the stuff that, that in, encompasses God's word. And, and I'm thankful for those, those, those people. But sometimes I think we take too much of what man says and not enough of what Jesus says and just stand on what Jesus says and take it for what it says. It's in black and white or it's in black and red and white, right? Whatever, whatever you choose. But revelation is just saying, Hey, you need to get back on track. These are the things I see that's happening in the church. And if you read what the seven churches, he's telling the seven churches, we see it throughout every church in the country, in the world. We see all of this happening. So Jesus is telling, hey, you need to stop this and get back to this. Because when I come back, this is what I'm looking for. I mean, it's pretty plain of what Jesus wants from his church, right? So churches, return to the true gospel of Jesus Christ. The people of the church, the body of Christ, we will see the second coming of Jesus, right? As Christians, at some of us, at, depending on when that is, we don't know. But it is coming. He's promised it. He's never let us down on a promise yet, right? So we have to be prepared. And, and, I, and all of this talk... That's the main thing, right? So get getting back to the tribulation. Let's 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 
get on that because that's kind of where uh, the men's group discussion went of what's going to happen or what's going to happen to three billion people that don't under, know that have never heard the name of Jesus Christ because he does say no one comes to the Father except through me, right? So on that as well, uh, what is tribulation? Tribulation is a great trial, affliction, or distress, a cause of great or a cause of great of great dis distress. Man, if I could talk, sorry, gentlemen, uh, stick with me. Uh, but as we know, the character of God never promises us not to experience pain, discomfort, hardship any of that stuff, but he does promise to always be with us. As it says in Deuteronomy 31, eight, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So right there, we understand that just because there's hardships and time in this work as servants of Jesus Christ, we are needed during those times. We are the light. We are the salt of the earth, right? Or the world. So he's going to need us during this time. And he will use his words to guide us and lead us to uh, bring those who during this seven year period of hardship to Christ. Uh, to me, the tribulation is a period where God is accelerating the call of the Christian church, which is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. He is uh, I'm not going to say forcing. That's not the right word I want to use, but he is accelerating what we're supposed to be doing because we know as Christians, we fall and we get lazy and we don't do the things we do. But if we're in God's word and we are learning God's word and we are aware of what's, the some of the signs are they're saying, hey, when this starts happening, we need to start doing these things. So <clears throat> it has been on my mind. Uh, well, it's probably time for me to really get started. Right. And, and that's me on a personal level. And I'm sure if you are hearing this message, then I think this is a call to men, especially to let's step up our game. Let's get on the horse and start riding. Hey, Jesus is coming. Like Paul Revere, warning about the British, we need to be hooping and hollering and getting everybody ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so, but to me, that's just God telling the tribulation period, even though there's going to be ugly and harsh things that's happened and all this stuff that, uh, we need to get ready, right? We need to be more active. So that's, I would say the tribulation is a push saying, hey, it's time. It's go time. You've been, I've been patient. I've been loving. I've been caring. I've been all the things. But now, now I'm saying let's go. It's the fourth quarter. It's time to go, right? It's time for us to quit playing the soft defense, the prevent defense, and go into full blitz mode. That's what the tribulation is to me. It's full blitz. It's an all-out blitz on Satan. And it's God's call to those who have not heard his word to bring as a collecting event 
all the souls that he's going to have. I mean, he already knows. We know this. But for us Christians to be used as we're, he put us on this earth to be used, it is our time to blitz and bring all those people that he has intended to be in the kingdom of heaven with him to him. So Christians, be prepared, in my opinion. Christian men, hey, it's time to go. Right. I mean, we see all this stuff happening. And if we're in his word, we understand that these are the things that he says will be coming at the end of the age. Right. So. Like I said, <clears throat> for the pre-tribulation and post-tribulation, Jesus ended that debate after the tribulation. Those are Jesus's words. No matter what anybody thinks, does, whatever Jesus says after. So get prepared to be in the tribulation period. That's my stance. That's my opinion. Uh, you can disagree, but I'm going off Jesus's word and I'm standing on his word, not my own. So he says it. That's the way it's going to be. So what can I do? I have to be prepared to share the gospel with others. <clears throat> right. So, in all of that, that there are going to be people left. We already know there's people going to be in hell. We already know that uh, people are going to choose not to believe in God's word or who God is or who Jesus is. Right? We already know that those. But uh, I don't believe in the character. The way we understand the character of God, right? He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us, but he will walk through it with us and give us the words and give us the strength through the Holy Spirit by our belief in his son, Jesus Christ, that we can go through all of this. Um, you know, in Revelation 3.10, it says that he will protect us and keep us from that. And some people think that that means we're not going to be here through it. That's not the character of God. God is never not let us walk through something that is tough or hard because in the fire, that's where we grow, right? Through the pressure, through the hard times, that's where we grow the most in our spirituality and our spirituality and the, our relationship with God, right? The hardest times make the most beautiful diamonds, right? And, and we know he's not going to, uh, allow us to miss out on that opportunity because he can use that for his glory. And that's what we're here for, for his glory, right? And our growth. And like I said, all these people that have never heard Jesus Christ and see all these signs and see all these things, right? Are going to be saying what's going on. And it's left up to us, the church as Christians, especially men to lead the charge because Oh, as I was writing this, I was thinking, you know, it's going to weed out those who say they have faith and then those who don't, right? It's either going to build it and those who really don't have it and have never have it just are the wolf in sheep's clothing are going to be weeded out during the tribulation period, right? And it's up to us who are willing to be persecuted, who are willing, just like the disciples, to die for Christ, those are the ones to be martyred for Christ. Those are the Christians that are going to be called for. We're going to go through hard times, and we're going to go through that tribulation period, and we're going to stand up for Christ, and we're going to be there. What God is saying in Revelation 3.10 is, I will be with you. 
and I will help you through this time. You know, and even if it does mean that to death for Christ, Paul already tells us that's gain. So we should be happy that we're going into the kingdom of heaven because then when Jesus comes back, we're already there. We're already part of that army. As a warrior mindset, that's where we want to be. We want to be at our best. And there's only so much physically we can do during this time. But if we're called to heaven to be with Jesus before he comes back and takes everybody else, then we're just more part of a powerful army for Jesus Christ. So that's my take on it, right? The tribulation is an accelerated period for the church to get on the ball and do what it should have been doing all this time. Because truly, if the church, we as Christians have been doing wholeheartedly what God has called us to do during this time, there wouldn't be 3 billion people on this planet that have never heard the name of Jesus Christ, right? If we were truly doing and fighting as Christians like we should be fighting, there would not be countries that would be killing Christians before their beliefs, right? And I understand there's somebody that's going to disagree with me with that. Um, that's fine. But the kingdom of God requires us to stand up and fight. We trust in him. We believe in him. We ask him to lead us. But he has not changed from the Old Testament God that won all of the battles for Israel. He's not changed from the God who told Saul, kill everyone. Man, woman, child, do not take their animals, do not take anything, destroy them all. What happened? He didn't. Look where we're at. That's my take. I'm not saying that's the way it is, but that's my take as far as the troubles in Israel and uh, the hardships going on in Israel, right? It's because Saul didn't listen. Now, per God's word, that they're going to have troubles for thousands of years, right? Still happening. God's word is there. It's fact. So it is time for us as Christians to uh, really stand up and start. It's time. To, it's go time. Right. It's the end of the third quarter, moving into the fourth quarter. Uh, and that's every day. That's that's the whole thing. You talk about the end times and you talk about tribulation and when the end's coming. And the whole, to me, the whole concept in, in even Jesus he gives four demonstrations of that's not the point for us to be worried about when he's coming back. No, he says, I'm coming back. These are some of the signs you're going to see when I am coming back. So just know when you start seeing these, hey, like I said, it's, it's late in the third quarter, getting ready to start the fourth quarter, and it's time to go. That's what Jesus is saying. So, I'm trying to remember so I can uh, roll a lot of stuff. If you want to know, uh, just a side note in there too, if you want to know uh, what some of the representations and uh, things are I found uh, in Daniel, explains kind of what, uh, through his visions and stuff, uh, Daniel 7 uh, you can go through there, and it kind of explains some of what uh, is put out in Revelation as far as uh, the visual. visual right. Anyway, the representation of the dragons and all that stuff uh, kind of gives you some idea there. I'm sure there's other parts. I just got to Daniel 7. Uh, but 
<clears throat> but the main point is through the end times, through the tribulation, right? It's not when it's going to happen. And Jesus is telling us that, hey, you need to be ready, right? You need to be ready for this time to come. And this is frustrating because I can't find what I wanted to put because I wrote it down for a reason. Because um, this is a very thick topic. It's very, uh, I don't know if you call it scary. I'm not scared of it. But um, it's just one of those things that I think we're missing the point in God's word. Like I said, God's, Jesus, right, is not trying to confuse us he is being very plain and speaking in, in in terms of his day and his language so it's kind of deciphered for us to understand that you know what he's talking about but anyway look he what i'm trying to say is there's four instances where he says don't worry about when i'm coming back just do what i told you to do uh the tenants the ten virgins the the servant the good and bad servant and uh the uh that's the one i can't remember but the tribulation is for an accelerated group is an accelerated time period in which i believe god is saying hey i'm calling all my people now so for you lazy Christians, for us lazy Christians who have not been out there spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, that, um, hey, it's time to go. That's, you know, and then in that tribulation period, all those that are going to be called to the kingdom of heaven will be called, you know, and uh, Adam, uh, as as you've heard me speak, Adam, Jason, uh one of the guys I uh, think very highly of and is a mentor of mine, he said, even those who, uh, even those tribes that eat the missionaries who's trying to spread the gospel, yes, even those tribes at that time when God has called will be saved and will be, will hear the, the gospel of Jesus Christ if that is God's plan. And that's what we have to understand. This is all God's plan. And I know that's not funny, but uh, it is in all God's plan and it is in his hands. And we have to trust 100 percent and we have to do and be prepared as men to know these things and see these things, not to stress or worry about them, but to prepare ourselves in the event or when the event is happening. Right. And we have to rely on, again, the character of God. We know he's not going to take us out of things just because they're hard, but he will be with us through them to right the tribulation. And we're going to be here for it. Jesus says so. And that's my take. Right. I, I stand on on Jesus's word. And he says after the tribulation in Matthew and Mark. Right. So God. So Jesus says we're going to be here. God says he's never going to leave us and forsake us. Right. Uh, if you look at Revelation 3.10, he's going to take care of us during that time so we can continue to preach and deliver the message of Jesus Christ. Right. Revelation is telling the churches, hey, us, we, the church, we need to get on the ball and we need to get with the program and we need to viciously start getting and spreading the word of Jesus Christ. 
And the tribulation is just that. It's just the accelerated time frame that God has put on because he's lost his patience with us. And it's time for us as Christians to be doing what we're called to doing, not what we want to do. Not be focused on the things of this world and chasing things that don't matter. And Jesus says, hey, you have to do this. Spread the gospel so everybody knows. So those three billion people out there, they're our responsibility. That's what God has called us to do. That's the Great Commission. Right? And all of this, Jesus says, that's your focus. Tribulation, end times, whatever you want to call it, that is the accelerated period. God says, all right, I've been patient. I've been all this stuff with you. But now here's the but. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing. Right? Let's move. Let's go. I need you to do what I need you to do. You say you follow me. You say you believe in my son. It's go time. So that's my take on it and, and how I understand it, that we have to rely on, first of all, the word of Jesus Christ. Right? We, we understand he is the son of God. Right? We understand he is God. Right? And he was fully human, fully God. Right? And he has given us the power, the strength, through the Holy Spirit that lives in us, and that is our temple. So we have to stand on that truth that, look, we're going to be here through the hard times because God's going to need somebody here as those souls start to come and search for Jesus Christ. And as we're out searching for those souls who don't know it, we're going to collide and we're going to come together. And he's going to need the workers in the fields to gather those and bring them in and to help guide them through some of the hard stuff that we've already been through as true Christians that he already led us through, that he's built us up to, that we can gather those souls for the kingdom of heaven, right? And so whatever you call it, end times, tribulation, that is our job. It's just an accelerated period. And that's what Jesus is telling. Don't focus on when I'm coming back. Just go out and do what I've commanded you to do. Go out and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we're doing that, getting building our relationship with him every day in his word and growing in his word, and he's stretching us and getting us out of our comfort zones, then we will not have to worry about the tribulation because he will use us in accordance with our faith in him and how we've built it in the relationship that he has with us. So, man, build your relationship with Jesus. Get in his word. Don't worry about when the end's coming. Know the signs that, hey, we're about to get into the fourth quarter here and we need to really get busy, right? Or the ninth inning, whatever your sport of choice is that you want to put in there. Mine happens to be football. But trying to reference it in a term maybe that you can understand that, hey, the point of all of that talk of the end times the most important message we can get out of that is it's time to go. It's time for us as Christians to spread that gospel as much as we can. So when the tribulation comes, we're already in fourth quarter mode and spreading the gospel. And we are prepared and ready to receive the souls that Jesus Christ will bring to us in order to fulfill the prophecies that he wants and the souls that he is going to take. We need to be ready to receive them. We need to be strong in our faith as men, and we need to be the leaders in that charge of moving forward. That's just my take on all of it. Um, 
it's just uh it's pretty simple you know and i think uh just another thought that if <laughs> i think that's the reason uh the pharisees were so upset because they made it out to be a lot harder than it was and that Jesus was simplifying it for every person on this planet. But we also know that the simplest things in life are sometimes the hardest. Why the Pharisees were so upset because they had made it into something that was hard and difficult and they had rules and how. And Jesus said, love me. Right. Trust me. And they couldn't deal with that because it took away their power. Our power comes from Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that lives within us. And during the end times and tribulation, we are going to have to be the warriors that he has called us to be, that he is developing us today to be. We need to treat each and every day as the end time because we may not wake up tomorrow. So every day is the end of times. So we need to preach the gospel of Christ as such not wait for this period of time and atrocities and all the things that's going to happen, right? Jesus says, take today for today. It'll have enough troubles of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow. But if you're living every day like today's your last, then we have, not, we have no need to worry because we're doing what he's called us to do. And on that note, man, I hope that this show, uh, this topic, uh, Man, I had a whole bunch of notes, and uh, it's a big topic, and, and it's a big subject, and people like to debate it all the time. But my main point is Jesus didn't come to make it complicated for people like you and I. He made it so that we, when we trust him, everything he says is the fact. So we already know he said in Matthew and Mark, we will be here through the tribulation. We already know that God the Father is the only one who knows when the end times are going to happen. So don't worry about it. You don't know. Don't try to figure it out. Don't waste your time trying to figure that out. What you need to be doing, what we need to be doing, like I said, not talking at you, talking with you, is treating each day of our lives like it is the end times and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ whenever possible, right? So that when that time comes and if we are still here, then we are prepared to receive those who are ready to come, who Jesus has called, right? So, man, just in that little bit, uh, I hope there's some clarification. Keep it simple, center. <laughs> right i mean that's me uh and i hope that i haven't complicated and uh complicated it too much hopefully i simplified it enough that uh it makes sense and you can take it to heart and start uh applying those principles uh in your daily life uh that we don't that we build our relationship with jesus we know jesus better by reading his word and getting in our bibles and there will be a time that all will have the opportunity to come and that is the end times the tribulation that and we will be here as christians because god's going to need us to uh rein in the harvest that he will provide for his kingdom uh in that as always men as you do what you do today answer 
the call of men.